What's up, Spookies? I didn't know we were doing that. Me but. neither. <laughs> um, but that's just because, you know, we're friends. Yeah. We vibe. We can read each other's minds. Yeah. We can also read the mind of you, listener. And we know that you're happy to be here, the Spooky Bitch Gang. I mean, I'm assuming you're happy to be here. You don't have to be. Like, Even if you. it's hate listens, we'll fucking take them. We'll take any listens. Mute listens. Oh. I don't know any other Your mum does that, hey? Yeah, my mum does the mute lessons. Or she, she doesn't mute it for some reason. She just puts it really quiet and sped up. So it's like little ants having a conversation somewhere. And then she's always like, what's that sound? <laughs> she forgets. <laughs> um, shout out to her. She won't hear this. Um, oh, <laughs> shout out to a spooky I met recently at the bottom of a canyon. I think his name was Chris. Shout out, Chris. Yeah, shout out, Chris. I hope I get to meet Chris. Uh, maybe you will someday. Um, any other spookies we've interacted with? Probably. I don't fucking remember. Hi, everyone. This is a podcast where we talk about horror movies. We talk about spooky things. And sometimes we talk about like serious stuff, film criticism, social issues, um, you know, whatever's on our fucking mind. Yeah. Thanks for monologuing, Crystal, while I was adjusting the audio (laughs) levels. (laughs) I don't know what you just said. I don't know either. Um, but anyway, we're here today. You know what I watched recently? Yeah. A movie that jumped out at me because of the title. It's called Toxic Shark. Can <gasps> okay. You- Is this an yeah. asylum movie? I don't know if it's an asylum movie. It's got like a Roger Corman, Sharknado kind yeah, of Yeah, it definitely does. Um, can you tell what it's about from the title? Oh, can I like give you my pitch for Toxic yeah. Shark? Um, so I think that it's like someone emptied some toxic waste into the ocean and the shark mutated. Um, like Godzilla. It's I, it's kind of like that. It's a shark, but the bites are toxic. Oh, it's so like, like a, a double Komodo trouble. dragon. Yeah, so it's like you get bitten by a shark and then it's like immediately the bite is like all fucked. Anyway, <laughs> I really liked it. Had a look at the director, what he made. He also made another movie called Damn Sharks, um, but not with an N, like there's sharks in a dam. Okay. <laughs> um, so as someone who that. had dams that we swam in as a child, yeah. that appeals to me. That'd be scary, right? Yeah, the only thing there. that was in there was leeches. That so. was a toxic shark in there. Fuck. I like this idea of being like, you know what's scary sharks? But then let's fucking amp it up. Let's yeah. add, what what would your new shark movie be? Oh <laughs> my shark is like um like it, it it like talks to you about like it asks you like who are your favorite philosophers? You know like that interview with oh. Woody Allen and Twiggy? Oh, my God. That's like a deep memory in my brain that you've just tickled. Yeah. So, my shark is like a fuckboy shark. Fuckboy shark. That's horrifying. Right? Well, what's yours? Um, What am I really afraid of? I think – I don't know what would make a shark scarier. Maybe like um, a shark, but like they just try to – convert you to their religion as well oh, like jehovah's shark right yeah no that's jehovah's shark and he wears a little suit <laughs> does he come to your door like only if you live by the beach uh, right yeah because you can't like because it's a shark far. yeah but i think jehovah's shark would work i'm pretty like, scared of jehovah's one shark. day a jehovah's witness went surfing and drowned oh. and converted all the people down there all the sharks down that's there. like the velocipasta that other yes. movie yeah. i keep hearing that that movie's really good we should watch it I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of good, but like, you know. Have you seen it? No. Oh. I think it's- Well, maybe it's great. It's crap. It's not shit. It's crap. Oh, okay. You true. know what I mean? We, we did get into that on an earlier episode. You know what's shit though? I watched a movie called On the Line. 
starring. Okay. Oh, I, uh, I want to bleep this, this Mel out. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could have bleeped. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should bleep that. But anyway, um, that movie was one of the wildest movies I've ever seen in my life. It was, is Mel Gibson the baddie? Um, he's the protagonist. Oh. But he's like a Anti-hero? bad guy. Right. But I don't even know if the movie wants you to think he's bad. I think the movie wants you to think he's kind of cool. Oh, okay. But he's a fucking dick. Right. He's disgusting. Anyway, the movie's crazy. Don't recommend it. Except that it's so weird that it kind of blows your brains open <laughs> just from how ridiculous it is. So, like, right. that's I guess that's something. Okay, yeah. So you, You're into that. But you don't recommend it as highly as Toxic Shark. I reckon watch Toxic Shark. Give that one a Is that on, on TV? Well... It feels like it is, hey. Yeah. I don't remember where I saw it, but I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Um, Have you watched anything cool lately? Well, I wanted to talk about a movie that was a fucking long time coming, Um, a movie called Pearl. Oh. Um, The sequel, well, not the sequel, the prequel to X. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know that I didn't hate X, but, you know, I wasn't crazy It wasn't on your top ten. No, no, it wasn't. wasn't I, I didn't mind it. I don't want everyone to think I'm a hater, but oh, I just shit. I think Pearl's really not good. Because everyone keeps saying that Pearl is better than X. Do you feel like it's not? X was better, in my opinion. Wow. I wonder what you're gonna think of Maxine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna see it at that point no. at this point. Like Pearl, I don't want to give too much away because you haven't seen it. I'm sure a lot of spookies who are listening in Australia haven't seen it because it's only just come out, or maybe I went to a preview, it might not even be out yet. Mm. Um it just felt – I know movies aren't supposed to be a perfect reflection of real life, but I was not buying any part of this movie. I could see the wheels turning of, like, what this movie was trying to do. Uh-huh. And I know people like when movies are a bit referential or meta, but it just felt really kind of laboured. Right. Um, and so everyone who's – Seeing this movie goes on about there's a there's a quite a moving monologue in the third act and Mia Goth I think does a really good job in this role she did co- co-write it as well so yeah. I got to give her credit for that but this monologue it's like I just feel like she's saying things that we should have learned about the character right. organically yeah um, so that's my issue with this movie it just I'm not buying it that yeah you know what. Looking at all the previews and, like, the little clips I keep seeing of her going fucking nuts or whatever, I just feel like, hmm, that's not giving me what it thinks that it's giving me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe it's appealing to, like, a younger demographic yeah, or something. Yeah, it almost seems a bit like you kind of have to – I, I don't like want to say I the least, younger, but... I would have liked it maybe. Yeah. A lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it – I don't know. It is interesting that, like, it was kind of like Mia Goth and Ty West together creating this character and this story. And I really liked Ty West's previous films. Mm. Maybe there's a different flavor now because it is a different – it's a collaboration and I don't want to be, like, throwing shit on Mia Goth, but, like – Yeah, and also X was such a commercial breakthrough for him. Yeah. He's kind of entered this new kind of sphere of filmmakers. So, yes, it's a lot to live up to. I heard that Pearl was the movie that they intended to make and then X was like, oh, okay, well, we have this story and character. Let's make this other movie with it. But Pearl was like Mia Goth's original, like, idea. Right. Okay. Well, X is definitely an easier sell. Does it feel, like, cohesive, the two movies together? 
Mm, no, they're very stylistically different. Interesting. Um, but I guess that's also comes down to the fact that they're set in very different time periods. Yeah. They're, you know, um, Pearl set 100 years ago. But like the Fear Street trilogy, they were all set in different time periods and they felt tonally like they just flowed really well. Yeah. Yeah, no, this wasn't like that. This, it has this sort of like, it almost plays like a melodrama at times, like a right. classic like Rock Hudson kind of melodrama. Yeah, so it's like. It seems like quite stylistic in terms of like what it's yeah, giving you. Quite deliberately affected. Yes. Um so yeah, it didn't like art ho film. Art ho. Yeah, it's like an art ho movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm really excited to watch it. I yeah, wonder I'm if I'll have a different idea or, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Um I just have a warning for the viewers. I watched or I tried to watch Jeepers Creepers Reborn, <laughs> the most recent one. Yeah. Um, I know that we kind of like fuck that franchise because it was like originally directed by a pedophile. Um, this movie's fucking terrible. Like not even terrible like, oh, you can watch it and poke fun at it. It's like I could not believe the whole time. They must have something – what I'm assuming happened is like because of the the whole franchise being tarnished by the fact that people finally gave a shit that he was literally a convicted pedophile, maybe it was like really cheap to – Get the IP. Yeah, because it looks like someone who's not a filmmaker made this movie. Oh, no. It's really bad. So don't even watch it as like, oh, but I like those other movies because, like, I get it. I get mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I would watch a lot of shit because I'm like, well, it's in this franchise. Yeah. This isn't one of those. It feels like a bootleg, like, sequel. It's really bad. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, watch it. What if you like, I love it. I get it. I, I, have you met me? You hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it already. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. So. We should get into our fucking theme because it's a really, really good one and yeah. it's a perfect one for International Women's Day and that's the day that we're recording this. And, like, you know, it'll be a couple of days after International Women's Day when it comes Yeah, out, but so. every day's fucking International Women's Honestly, Day. Honestly, if Who, you're a lady, yeah, take the day off work. I think you should. Start or a better yet, turn up and get the money, but don't do shit. Yeah. Work on your own business while you're at your job. Yeah, that's direct action. Yeah. Love um, it. Well, okay. we'll see you after the music. All right. See ya. We're talking about witches today. <laughs> I love witches. <laughs> Me too. I would do you mean that you love like the actual beings or you love the like theme and subgenre? Well, that's such an interesting question, isn't it? Because I was thinking about this. A witch is not like a monster movie, like a zombie that's or a Dracula true. or whatever the fuck. Witches were real. Whether you believe in magic or not, they were real women mostly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's like historical horror. Yeah. These movies. And so, I don't know, I guess you'd call it folk horror, but I think the witch has something a lot more, I don't know, kind of visceral about the way she's portrayed. Yes, because I feel like we're just, like, getting right into it. (laughs) I Did you want to make any opening statements about witches? No. Okay. I think that, like, thinking about witches and watching these movies – that feature, which is, it's so clear, you know, in society, 
women are kind of categorized always, especially in film, mm. as like good or evil yeah. and like virginal or slutty or whatever. Like there are always these like dichotomous categories and witches are interesting because they seem to transcend these categories yes. because they can do both things and not only can they do both things but they seem to be able to like occupy these different spaces of like being an old crone but then being up there's a lot of shape shifting in these yeah. movies like being able to shape shift into like a young beautiful woman and what i find interesting especially about these older witch movies is that like youth and beauty in a woman is coveted in these movies and in society but not not in a way that feels empowered or embodied by the person who possesses it. It feels very much still like stifling for, for the women. Yeah. Because it's kind of like being forced into a certain. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're hot. So we're not going to respect you, but we're just going to like yeah. also use you for that. Yeah. But women can possess, I mean, witches can possess that kind of youth and beauty and like sexual appeal in a way that they can actually like wield and use for their own mm. benefit. And I feel like that is what's so dangerous about them. But that's what's so fucking sick about them. They present this <laughs> paradigm for women that like you can actually acknowledge and use your power. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I found it really cool. I think uh, in real life, like historically, I think. It was kind of the, the the witch hunts were kind of a way to kind of keep control of people, especially women who were like witches. Often um, they sold things; they were making money mm. off witchcraft. Like I think shutting that down was a way to kind of you know keep women on the periphery of mm-hmm. society. But like in these movies and in fiction about witches, I think being a witch is such an act of resistance. Yeah, and she's nearly always like. I found myself rooting for the witch in every one of these Always. movies that we watched. Always. Uh, ex- maybe not in Suspiria, but, you know, most it's of hard to It's hard to sympathise with the witches in Suspiria, but I feel like they don't really get a fair shake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we They're are pretty given the story through the eyes of this young American woman, mm. and maybe we didn't, like... Maybe if we if the story was presented from the other point of view, it'd be like, who the fuck does this bitch think she is walking into their school, <laughs> fucking trespassing in their little secret rooms? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing that's so bad? Yeah, that's a good question. What were they doing that was? Oh, well, they were killing people. Why were they killing people again? <laughs> yeah, was it for was it for a re- like was it people who were, were just getting like a bit mean. too snoopy? Or? Yeah, because wasn't that other girl asking a bunch of questions? Yes. Yeah. I think they were just protecting Shaking. their yeah. coven. Yeah, it's like it's like Harry Potter. Like, if you don't, don't, want- don't start none. <laughs> That's really <laughs> the lesson of Suspiria. No, I don't know. I feel like if you look at a lot of these like stories of like the covens and the organizations, and Suspiria is a good example of this. They're it's like they're like a dying breed. You know mm. the part in Suspiria where. Um, What's the main girl's name? I don't know. I want to say it's Mary. She seems like a Mary. I can't remember. She's Yeah, she's like a Sarah plain and tall. Um, Is it Sarah? I don't know. But she, when she goes to talk with that male professor or whatever who tells her all about witches and he tells her the history of that school and Mm. how, like, they were just like a coven and now they run this dance academy. Susie. Susie, okay. (laughs) Um, It feels just like an example of 
like maternal generational wealth and power. And there's oh. there aren't really any models for that in in our society like property and prestige and names all get handed down through men. So it feels like of course it's going to seem threatening to people that there's a group of women who are doing this without yeah. the involvement of men except for like the servant guy, whatever oh, yeah. that Dario Argento plays. Um to me, it feels like emblematic of that. Yeah. Like rather than literally they're just like witches who want to like kill people and whatever. Yeah, they're not necessarily evil. No, I don't think – I didn't read them as evil. I I feel like we're seeing them through the lens of like this really beautiful young woman mm. and already knowing what I know about like witch stories – that makes me anxious. Like if if I'm being told a story where the ce- the central protagonist, who we're meant to feel fear for, is a young beautiful woman, then I know whoever tell whoever is telling this story, I don't trust them. Like why are oh, they centering this woman? That's it's such for an a reason. <laughs> it's obviously an it's old not. ugly man like Dario Argento who's telling this story and putting her in the middle of it and trying to make me feel worried about her. Right. And then portraying these other women as like annoying and shrill and ugly and old. Yeah. Like it's fucking- And masculine in some cases. Yes, definitely masculine. Yes, because that's like the threat as well, that like you can't be a woman in some form of power or whatever if you're not like losing your womanhood in some way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, And like it makes me think of like- Watching these movies, I think we know witches, like, they're considered criminals in all these movies, yeah. right? But what's their crime? Especially when you look at something like The Witch, um, her crime is kind of like, well, by the end, her crime is just sort of like a love of life, an abundance of life. A, 100%. A love of nature. Like, what's she, she's, she's sinning not against other people, but she's sinning against this idea of what polite society is or or a society under God. Like you can't talk about witches without talking about God and the devil. Yes. And also she's sinning against like um, society's ideas of womanhood. And I think that's why the witches in a lot of these movies and specifically in The Witch in Robert Eggers' um, debut, which is such a fucking great movie. So good. We see the witches do things like steal babies and eat them. Like that's a clear inversion of the expectation of the feminine of like child rearing and child nurturing. Yeah. It's like a projection of. Yes, totally. It's like they're doing something that's so transgressive because they're taking that domestic space that they're supposed to like occupy and they're turning it on its head. And that's what's so threatening to the societal order. But you know what I love about the witch? Mm. I feel like in a lot of these movies, the witches are made to seem unattractive. Like they're made to seem unappealing. They don't they usually don't win in the end. They're yeah. ugly. No one likes them. The men are always like, get away. Like they're meant to seem like, oh, you don't want to be one of these crazies. Like you'll end up alone <laughs> like her. Yeah. But in the witch, it's I feel like it's a really even-handed take on what it would mean to be a witch in that society. It's like, look. Yeah, you might have like you got to do some baby eating, some <laughs> scraggly hair, but you also get to dance in the forest. You get all this freedom, like you get to live deliciously. <laughs> you get all this stuff that you do not get in your regular life. And this girl is so subjected to like scrutiny and guilt and shame in her regular life. She's got because she's the oldest daughter as well. She's got like so 
so much expected of her. They're talking about selling her off to some husband because she's like, she's just getting too old now and they need to unburden themselves. And you, you just become, it becomes really clear that that's such an appealing option for her to become a witch. Like it doesn't feel like anti-witch propaganda, which honestly no. a lot of these movies do feel like and did feel like to me in watching them. Which ones in particular felt like anti-witch I thought Black Sunday. <laughs> yeah. From 1960, directed by Mario Bava. Yeah. It's a great movie in terms of, like, the tropes that we now see in a lot of horror movies. Being it feels really groundbreaking, early. doesn't it? In, yeah. that, in, in technical ways, yes. Yeah. It felt like such a sexist movie. I was totally. constantly, like... Shaking my head, I felt personally offended watching this. Me too. Movie. Do you know what the, which bit stuck with me the most? Was, um Katia faints. She's constantly fainting. Oh, Not anything happens. Fainting. She fucking faints. And so the doctor takes her to her bed, and the first thing he does is like undo her shirt and look at her tits. Bro, it was like ostensibly she was he was looking time. at her little cross fender. But there's so many shots of people like people's hands like lingering around her tits and like opening her blouse. Like yeah. the male, you know what this movie was groundbreaking in the fucking male gaze. Like <laughs> yeah. it's such a perfect example of that. I I saw um this quote from the um from Barbara Steele, Steel who like gained fame from there's playing a lot this of weird character. stories about her on the set of this. Really. Yeah. Well, I just saw this thing where she was talking about how, like, she didn't really enjoy making this movie very much. And she said, frame by frame, it looks so beautiful, but anybody could have been playing that girl. And it's so true. Yeah. Like, she's not even a fucking character. She's just, like, a close-up, like, hot girl who does nothing. Yeah, she plays – well, I I appreciated the way she played two roles and made them very different. Yeah, that's true. I really like her performance as the witch. I think she's, like, so unfeminine in that role. And like, the visual effects as well of, like – transitioning between those people. Like, I thought that was pretty sick for 1960. Yeah, the, I think the effects in this movie are incredible. Yeah. Um, but also there is uh, kind of parts in this movie where the witch uses her sexuality to kill men, and we love that. Like, there's that scene in the crypt where she's like, come to me, kiss me, and then because he kisses her, he she can possess him. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that just reinforces this whole – thing of like oh you've got to be like young girls don't get ideas be wary of like ugly older women they're coveting your looks they're gonna use your sensuality to entrap men like it's all so fucking stupid and like (laughs) we're supposed to feel again afraid for this young beautiful woman yeah but even the male characters in the movie they don't value her because of who she is. No, if they, they value her because they want to fuck her. They literally value her beauty and they talk about it that way. Like yeah. near the end when um, when the witch has taken her form mm. and the, the guy figures it out, the guy who's like in love with her and he's like, oh, now she's going to die with her beauty. It's like that's what you're fucking sad about? Like are you nuts? Not that she was like sick at playing the piano. You don't care about that. <laughs> It's so fucking disgusting. There's so much in this movie that just made me feel really sick. Um, <laughs> I do feel like I liked it near the beginning because I, I do like the concept. It kind of reminded me of Lake Mungo in a way. The concept oh. of this girl, she'd been kind of, she'd always been targeted by this witch as like, I'm going to take your body over. Yeah. And she kind of had this, like, presentiment about it. Like, she kind of knew. She was always a bit sad and hysterical and she was always like, something bad's going to fucking happen, like, I can tell. Mm. And she saw this picture of the witch, a painting, and she's like, 
there's something about that painting. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, it's, it's freaking like, me out. It looks exactly, it looks like, exactly you. like you. <laughs> Idiot. It's so funny. It's like, I feel like that, you can tell that that's an important cinematic moment because it's parodied in Scary Movie. So any like, oh, I think it's like right. the second one maybe. Yeah. Any, any moment that's in one of the scary movies, like that's, you, know you made, made it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that was so dumb. She looked exactly the same. Yeah, I think. And she's always being sedated. Anytime she says anything, she's like, "There was, I, there was someone behind the curtain," and they're like, "Well, they're not there now, so we're gonna have to sedate you." Like maybe they left. Maybe they walked two meters to the right. Like that's impossible, Crystal. <laughs> maybe yeah, I need to, be need to get you your ether. <laughs> ha! Yeah, Black Sunday is like a really good example to talk about because it's like. Horror movies had a very clear moral sensibility yeah. back then. Even like this is like proto giallo. Like it feels yeah. more modern than it is, but still, it's got this old fashioned sense of morality. Uh, not, but doesn't feel particularly progressive. But then a lot of the other witch movies we watched, like it's kind of like part and parcel with the witch story that it does feel a bit more progressive. Do you reckon? I think you can definitely read that into a lot of these stories and into the witch characters, mm. but. It might not be intended by the film. Yeah, especially the early ones. Like, it just made me upset. Even the witch in this one, in Black Sunday, wasn't mm. even that bad, like, that much of a baddie because she was like- She just lay there. Yeah. And at the end, when she when she was like, when she takes over Katya's body, she's like, psych, bitch. You could have been saved by love and you fucking blew it. Like, even she's like, you should have been with the man. Yeah, What the yeah. fuck is that? I, she should have teamed up with Katia. They would have been unstoppable. unstoppable 100%. Um, I liked when you did see her body, though, and it was just a skeleton. Like, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I also liked right near the beginning when they put that mask with the spikes on that witch's face and then they hammered it that in. was so hectic that was really confronting that's the it. kind of stuff that makes this movie feel yes. like important yes totally like the story and the characters and the themes are all reprehensible but <laughs> there are certainly like some elements that were really cool and yeah. that like even today that would be really effective yeah that scene yeah i think black sunday is a must see even if it is like a bit it's also know. fucking like it's really sexually suggestive. It, the, there's a lot of parts of it that are like, how the fuck did this get made in 1960? Yeah. I don't Who know knows? what's going on in Italy. Well, I guess at this point there wasn't that much going on. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> did you know that Black Sunday, we watched another movie, a, a movie from Russia. Did you know it was based on the same short story? Yes. As v, I, yeah, I was wondering how you say it. The, well, the, the man says it in voiceover at the beginning. He's like, Lee, <laughs> did you like this one? It was short. Like, okay, this one, this movie felt a lot older than Black Sunday, which yeah. is weird because it's less old. Yeah, it's um, 1970. I think it's 67. No, no, 67, yeah. So it was after Black Sunday. I thought it was from like the 40s. Like <laughs> I, I was giving it a lot of credit because I was like, oh, they, we didn't have much back then. But now, 67, <laughs> they should have had it together. Yeah. Um, Like it's a bit boring. Yeah. Because it's. You know, but it's only it's only like seventy five minutes long. It feels like three hours. It does feel quite long. <laughs> but the last fifteen minutes blew my mind. Yes, like, this it is does the greatest. have really cool elements in it. Yeah, and there's an extended scene where a man is dancing that blew me away. And that alone <laughs> is that like loved. after his hair turns grey and then he and goes like outside dancing, and just does it, and then like the, everyone's watching him and like clapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Like the characters' behaviour didn't make movie. any sense to me. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, 
I feel like it's another example of like older, ugly women using young women's beauty or like yeah. their own, like being able to like shape shift and then using that against men. So that must be like a really deep seated fear that men have. Yeah, it's like, do you think it comes to, or like it's it's comparable to like you know that meme of like take your girl swimming on a first date, see what she really looks like. Oh it my is god, like, like women are tricking like you. They're gonna trick you, but uh, you know what I love about that? It's like these witches are using misogyny as a tool against men. Yeah, they're like, okay, I'm gonna use your shallowness as a weapon, and I'm gonna fuck you up with it. You know what this is? It's fucking um, promising young woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same concept to be yeah. like psych. Yeah, true. Um, I also really like the concept of like riding a man, like like, like <laughs> she does in V at the start. Yeah. yeah, she sits on this man's shoulders and she kind of just forces him to like be. It's her fucking mount. nuts. Like there, there actually is a lot in this movie that feels really progressive. Like a lot of imagery and stuff that just feels like unsettling in a way that's hard to put your finger on. Yeah, especially the last fifteen minutes, like. I don't know, I was not expecting after that slow kind of dreary movie that it just becomes so phantasmagorical that you can't look away. Um, I liked this better than Black Sunday. I would actually really recommend watching it. It is a quick watch. And it's on YouTube, so. Yeah, true. I love that. (laughs) Um, But you know what I find interesting? There's a lot of like, a lot of these witch movies have like sex and violence really closely tied together. Yeah. Yeah. but you don't really hear people talk, like you're never going to hear, like I, I just feel like that combo of things is really heavily scrutinised in modern horror film. Mm-hmm. But just because something was made like 60 years ago, it's like, oh, this is a classic of the genre. Like the same dickheads who would be like, oh, I don't like to watch torture porn or I don't like yeah. this because there's like a, you know, it's too like they put sex and violence too close together. Like all of these movies – Sex and violence are, like, completely intertwined. Yeah, the same people who would, like you said, disparage, like, yeah. Saw would watch Black Sunday and be like. Yeah, just because it was a while ago. Like, <laughs> if you were around back then, you would have thought the same shit. You would give it that one star on Letterboxd. But now you're giving it five. I just don't like that. Because it is interesting to me how closely the two things are linked in a lot of these witch movies. They're yeah. very, They're all very sexy. Well, yeah. Well, we've talked before about, on I think it was on the Queer Horror episode, we talked about the craft and how. Like the the sisterhood of witches is inherently a little bit queer. Um mm-hmm. it's like a chosen yeah, family kind is. of thing. Do you think the craft is one of those sexy movies? I think the craft is interesting because it doesn't feel like it engages the male gaze like a lot of these mm. movies do. It feels like a movie that genuinely kind of depicts adolescent women in a way that to me rings true. And that the movie's about yeah, there's stuff happening with boys and whatever, but the movie's about like these women and developing their sense of identity and also their friendships together. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's a little bit too complex to be like characterized in that way. Right. Um, I was going to fucking ask, love the craft. It's like, it's kind of like a cornerstone of my development as a child. Same, me too. I watched it so many times, but then thinking about it more recently, I'm like, so obviously we think that uh, Robin Tunney's character, Sarah is the protagonist, but I think, Maturing is realizing that Nancy was the protagonist of the craft. I, she was like the tragic like, hero. Nancy's the one that you watch and you're like, I want to be Nancy. Yeah. Like if you didn't want to be Nancy when you're a kid, you're fucking boring now. And the thing about Nancy is <laughs> she is the one who in the beginning feels the most powerless and she kind of has the most, like she's the one who needs to be a witch. That She does 100%. so much for herself and for her mother with yes. 
But isn't that interesting that also witches are always like a certain kind of woman? They're not just like, oh, a woman or like a free-spirited woman. They're always a woman who belong to these certain categories, like usually a poor woman. Yeah. Usually like, you know, in some way outside of society, like older or uglier or alone or like they they belong to all these categories. I feel like the social class is like really important. You don't really see like you know, women who belong to, like, a certain social standing who are witches. It's yeah. always that category. And, like, I feel like the craft really highlights that. Yeah, and I think that you can definitely tie back to the original origins of, like, witches in the popular imagination, which is the the 17th century, yeah. but possibly earlier, of, like, women who were on the margins of a society yeah. trying to get by being demonised. Like, yeah. it's all the same thing. It's, um, you know what this genre is? It's a good for her genre. Yeah. <laughs> it's what she deserves. Yeah. <laughs> and also I feel like often these witches are really just exposing men's complicated sexual desires. Like there feels like something. there's something very Freudian about a lot of these movies and like you could really delve deep into people's like or to men's like psychosexual like leanings and having to kind of reckon with what they're being taught to want versus what they might innately want. Like it seems like there's this weird masculine like wrestling with ideals. Yeah. And they're all like really attracted to the fucking witches, but they <laughs> yeah. want to kill them as well. And then like even the killing them seems sexual. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a really good example of this is, um, I don't know if you got around to watching this, but uh, the Carl Theodore Dreher movie, Day of Wrath, where – um, the main character's husband is a man who she's a lot younger than him. She's younger than his son, but he married her after saving her mother who was an accused witch. So this man is a priest. So obviously it's his job to like find witches and fucking kill them. But he's got such a complicated relationship with witchcraft that he's like, he's drawn to these women who are accused witches, but at the same time he's so repulsed by them. And it's like yeah. kind of a big part of the movie is his internal struggle and like the hypocrisy of the church of, you know, it's supposed to be divine punishment, but it's all in the hands yeah. of men. Yeah, That is a really interesting point because a lot of these movies do have that really heavily religious overtone, but then it does feel like some kind of weird front the same way that mm. in black Sunday, the cross on her neck is like just a way to look at her tints all the time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but crosses are like quite powerful in that movie. Like they are. They kind of like show you who's who's who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Did you did you end up watching Day of Wrath? Because it's not a horror movie, but I wanted to oh, throw it not- in here. Oh, you didn't end up watching it? No, I didn't watch it. I I do really still want to watch it. I think it's like really great. Like it's a it's a five star movie for me. Um so I think I think you should watch it. But yeah, it's not a horror movie. I just thought it was like a really interesting sort of a psychological look at, um, you know, the actual horror of living through that time when women yeah. were kind of like skating on thin ice, basically. Like anyone yeah. could be accused of being a fucking witch. And it was only women that were subjected to that. And that's like yeah. so interesting to me historically. That is interesting as well because like then on a micro level, there are a lot of women in relationships now who would have that same exact feeling Yeah, of like there's – you could do anything at any moment and then mm. have, like, shit turned on you. And there's not really any way to avoid it. Like, you kind of know a few rules, but then some of the other rules are, like, secret ones. Yeah, it's kind of just, like, an eternal fact of being a woman, right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> not Sorry. an International Women's Day. <laughs> it is interesting, though, that a lot of the movies about witches aren't horror movies. Like, considering that 
you think of them and you think of like the love and a Halloween costume and like spells and turning people into frogs. A lot of movies about witches are not horror. They're comedies or they're drama or whatever. Like it's not a it's not like really any other monster where it really is just horror movies that Yeah, you've got these tender little movies like um Practical Magic or you've yes. got um Hocus Pocus. There's an affection for witches. Yeah. We kind of like we want to like we were saying before, we want to see them succeed. Um yeah, yeah and then one. there's like really scary stuff like Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I never kind of made that connection between Rosemary's Baby and witchcraft, but it is, right? Like, Yeah, I feel like there's witch- witchcraft in so many of the movies that we just discuss regularly for other themes. The folk horror episode, yeah. like there's a lot of witch movies. The Witchfinder um, General, for example, yeah. Yeah, The Blood on Satan's Claw. Like if you go back and listen to the folk horror episode, we talk a lot about that kind of thing. Um, I was going to ask – if you watched Hellbender, because that was on my top yes, ten. Yes, I really liked Hellbender. <gasps> Yay! Um, but again, isn't it a like, fucking nuts movie? It like, is. It's, it's really strange. Like I was never ever sure where it was going, and Same. then in the last five minutes, it just arrives in this place, and you're like, "Yeah, that's where we were going the whole time." I get it. Um, I think everyone should watch it. It's also just like an like a feat of filmmaking that this family. Fucking yeah. made it together. Like I you can see, it's family. fairly low budget and yeah. all that. But you but know. it's like it has. There's something to it that like is so unique that other movies just don't have. Like it's really accomplished in a lot of ways, and it is about this relationship between a mother and a daughter who are both witches, and that's something I don't really see explored very often. No. And it has a really interesting way of doing it where it's sort of like it gives you this vibe of like when the younger woman first discovers that she is a witch. It's like a mum and daughter experimenting with drugs together. It's like quite beautiful. Their whole relationship is so unlike anything I've seen depicted on screen. Yeah. And then you think it's like it's all hunky-dory. It almost seems a little bit too wholesome. And then the ending just kind of – brings together all that anxiety of what it is to be a woman and to bring a life, well, I'm guessing, to bring a life into the world and sort of have to guide it, especially when you have all these outside forces or forces beyond your control that you have to contend with to make sure that someone you love is growing up well and, you know, living a good life and how you kind of have to relinquish control eventually. That's so beautiful. I feel like it gets to the heart of, like, what a lot of these witch characters are about because they're all kind of like – there is this expectation in society and in media that once a woman gives birth, like her story is over. And mm. a lot of these women don't really have kids or they aren't really depicted as having kids, but they're of an age usually, like a lot of these witches are of an age where it's kind of like, well, why is she trying to insert herself in this story? Like she doesn't belong here. Mm. Why is she trying to like forge an identity or have a sexuality like we're not interested in her anymore she's not 21 and stunning yeah um but then hellbender just like takes it to that next level of like this woman is a mother and she's got this really complex and i don't know like deep relationship with her daughter because it is her fucking daughter as well which is another like crazy thing to be watching maybe they are witches yeah, do you reckon they could be? Well, they could practice witchcraft. I just can't imagine a family, like, making movies together. It's so wild to me. Can you yeah. imagine doing anything with your family? <laughs> yeah, but, like, you and I have, like, quite strained relationships with our families sometimes. <laughs> well, I thought everyone did. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, I don't know. I just I, – I really think everyone should go watch this movie. Also, they made the fucking soundtrack because the movie's about them being in a fucking metal band. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think the music tied very well into the movie. That was my kind of gripe okay. with the movie. It was like they didn't need to be in a band. I thought it was sick how that girl was playing the fucking drums and shit and everyone was like, yeah, because she's a witch. I honestly think if you were a witch, you would be like the weird kid at school. Oh, 100%, yeah. But then you'd be good at something and everyone would be like, yeah, that's fine, you can hang out. <laughs> but then you do something weird. And when I was a kid, I always was worried. I guess I'm still like Yeah, you. <laughs> I would always worry, like, I'm going to do something really weird and betray the fact that I'm, like, weird. They're going to find out that I'm, like, not normal in their head. Um, so this movie really spoke to me because there's so many times when this young woman did something that was just, like, a bit off because she doesn't fucking know. Yeah. She's been kept from, like, other people, kept from society. But you know what I think the witch yeah. teaches us? Like, the figure of the witch? Who cares if you're fucking weird? Just be weird. Yeah. It's more, it's cooler. That's what Sabrina the Teenage Witch taught us too. <laughs> fucking loved that She was show. such a tryhard. I, what, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I will not stand for any slander No, I'm, I'm Team Sabrina. Libby or whatever the fuck her name was. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember when she made Libby into a geek? No. Oh, it was a good I episode. I know what I'm doing when I go home. Actually, I know what I'm doing on the two and a half hour train ride to my house. True. Where? Yeah. Do you know, guys, I live in like the center of like witches. Yeah. Why didn't you get a witch to come on this episode? Well, so I've been living for three months in a different place where there are lots of people who practice witchcraft. And the whole time I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see that element of society. And I've been there for three months now. I haven't noticed any. And I realized witches are just like us. <laughs> They could just be walking among us. We don't know. Yeah. One day, one of them might turn you into a geek and you'll be unpopular <laughs> at school. How would anyone and know? And Harvey Kinkle won't talk to you. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I love witches. I, I just love want to witches. say right now, if any goats want to offer me, like, eternal life or whatever, I'm down. You know where to fucking find me? I'm so ready. You already I'm kind cheering. of have, like, a – you have a familiar. You have a cat. So That's true. I do have a You're halfway there. Um, would you be a witch? Yes. I always wanted to be some kind of magic user. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know. I want to be a heavy user of magic. <laughs> yeah. I think we should, I, like, it's, it's actually really beautiful to think about, like, power in that way. Like, these are magical powers. Yeah. I, I mean, it's really clear what people are talking about. What do you mean? Sex. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, we have this allegory of, like, women who use, like, powers to, like, emancipate themselves. It's just like uh, like stepping into your power as a fucking human being. Yeah. Which is such a radical idea for a woman, even now. Yeah. Well, you can buy books, right? You can go to a bookshop and you can buy a book of spells, but it's just things buy- like. <laughs> Fuck off. You can buy a book of spells? Yeah. And it's just Who writes it, them? Uh, witches. I didn't know that you could buy book spells. And it's things like I don't know, sit in the bath and put some fucking petals in and light some candles and think about things. It's like okay, magic is like, basically self care. It's like manifesting stuff or whatever. Yeah, good vibes. Like one of the spells I read good was like you have to take a bath in these leaves and then you have to bury them, but you have to be facing north. And I didn't end up doing it because it was too much effort. Um, but, but you know that kind of shit. Like, it, it's like it's it's like doing origami. It's like it's rituals. meditation. Yeah, yeah. People love rituals. Yeah. yeah. 
I really didn't know you could just buy spell books. I feel like I wouldn't trust a spell book that I just bought in a bookshop. No, it's published by Pan Macmillan. And you're like, <laughs> the fuck do they know? It's like one of those little ones next to the checkout at a grocery shop. Yeah. Um, I wonder if any witches listen to this pod. Guys, yeah. if you're a witch and you listen to this podcast, I'm so sorry if we've been said anything offensive. offensive. I really just don't know. Um, I don't really understand. Yeah, do you like the term witch or do you prefer magic user? Maybe witch is a bit too Magic user is a bit weird. Oh, you don't like magic user? Nah, it's too, like, sterile. Okay. Magician. (laughs) But, um, fuck, there's so many. You know what movie I really love? The Love Witch. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned that before now. I feel like because we did talk about it extensively after I watched it and I, like, freaked out over how great it is. I recently (laughs) showed it to someone for the first time. They really loved it too. I want to watch it again. And I also want to watch Haxon again. Because it's been years. Yes, that movie, that's really like the witch movie. Yeah, because it's, it's literally so a documentary good. about witchcraft. But it's not even a documentary. I feel yeah. like it is it is a horror movie. It's yeah. so fucking crazy. It's like life-changing. It's like the horror movie about witches. Yeah. That doesn't even need to be anything else. Everyone go watch Hexen. Yeah. It's really hard to find in Australia, but you might find it. It's so fucking sick. <laughs> Yeah, that's the takeaway from this episode. We don't have anything to say that hasn't already been covered in that movie, which was made, what, like 100 years ago? 100 years ago last year. And it's so progressive. Like, it's such a feminist movie. It blows my fucking mind, the parallels that it draws between, like, the scrutiny that women are under in, like, contemporary time um, compared to, like, the witches who were, like, burned or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever been to Salem, Massachusetts? No. I've never been to the continental United States. Oh. Haven't been to Hawaii either. <laughs> um, anyway, shout out to anyone in Salem. Yeah, if we you're listening from there. Salem. Yeah, we should, we do, should a do a live, live show. <laughs> I went to Salem once years ago and I was like, should I live here forever? It's so cute. Wait, so Salem, Massachusetts is the witch one. What's yeah. Salem, Oregon? I don't know what goes down there. Oh. Maybe they just like bank on people getting confused and they also have witch museums. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a lot of old houses in Salem, like, they're like, this house is, like, a million years old and, like, the man who, like, burned a bunch of witches lived here and they used to just Hate feed it. beer to babies and stuff. Like, that was what my experience of Salem. Not the beer babies. Yeah, because remember when people were scared of drinking water? Like, now we're off on a bit of a tangent, but, like, do you remember that time? Obviously not, like, from <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild to me that we... As a society, we lived through that time when people didn't drink water and they only drank beer. I used to have a boss. Shout outs, Rebecca, if you're listening. Um, she would, we would often go out to eat because she was a food critic and she would always say, they would bring table water and she'd be like, no, no, I never touch the stuff. You get enough water from your fruits and vegetables. That's so gross. I'm, like, that's one of my biggest fears is that I'll sleep with someone and then afterwards I'll find out that they're like, only eat like chicken breast or they don't <laughs> drink any water or something like fucked. And then I'll be like, really, this is, Why I think this is TMI because I'm thinking about their fluids. Anyway, I'm going to stop uh, because I feel like it's really disgusting. I'm really sorry, everybody. It, but it is genuinely one of my fears. Someone should make a horror movie about that. Yeah. No so one like, steal my idea. What would happen? Like you drink the, f- drink the fluids, you ingest the fluids and something happens to And then you. you go into their kitchen and you're like, what are all these bottles of Gatorade doing in here? <laughs> of blue Gatorade. But they drink it hot. Oh, uh, <laughs> Or they do that thing that you said, like Pepsi and milk or whatever. Pilk. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we don't have anything else to say yeah. about witches. Except pilk is like a potion, you know, witches make Oh, potions. yeah, it is a bit like a potion. Um, Guys, 
don't put any bad spells on us, please. Yeah. Please, for real, I don't want to fuck with anything. I'm really scared of everything. You can put a spell on us to make us fall in love with you. If you're- Not me. Oh, okay. Just uh, me. Th- I fall in love too easy anyway. Maybe someone did put a spell on you. Maybe everyone I've ever met has put a spell on me. I'm just, yeah. Do you love that I song, I Put a Spell on You by Screaming Jay Hawkins? What the hell is that? Screaming Jay Hawkins? You don't know that song? What's that? It goes like, oh, no, don't make me sing. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I don't know who's Screaming I can't Jay. believe you don't know that song. Oh. Wow. Okay. I'll listen on the train ride home. Guys, I also found out today Crystal doesn't know Banana Phone by Raffi. Can you do that one? Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> The other day someone got mad at me because I didn't know that Meatloaf was like a musician. I just thought he was from Spice World. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my theory is that all white Australian parents had Bad Out of Hell on vinyl or CD. Um, so if you grew up in white in Australia and your parents loved Meatloaf, let me know. I want to know more. <laughs> Um, but yeah, meatloaf sucks. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't think we were talking about anything. I think we solved witches. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've done it. And what we've decided is that they're great. We love witches. We love witch movies. We want to see more of them. There yeah. are lots of them. But there needs to be more. I want to see at least three witch movies a year. Yes. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, stick around because after the music, we have the triumphant return of Two Spooks and a Lie. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hello, it's Two Spooks and a Lie. Can you believe it? I can't. It's been so long. I'm really excited. Yeah, I thought I'd been ostracized forever. <laughs> Are you excited, Paul? Oh, uh, yes. Um, Have to be. I know we're, there's always a lot of sledging with this, um, mm. but I can't remember what the scores are or who won last, so we'll just assume it was us, right? Yeah, I think I won the last one. I don't know what the scores are, but I, I think... Paul always wins. No, no, you've beat me before, but... We have, but let's see if we can do it again. Um, so for those who don't know, Two Spooks and a Lie is Paul here is going to uh, give us three synopses. One of them is fake, and we're going to figure out which one is fake. Any yeah. Anything to add, Crystal? Um, just that I want to say, even though we're in competition, we really love you, Paul. And, Thank you. Um, Feelings mutual. <laughs> Crystal does not speak on my behalf. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right, so should we start? Oh, are you sure? Crystal may be having an episode here. Yeah. <laughs> you look the nerves are getting to her. Yeah. No, I'm I actually I really hate this segment because I'm I'm really bad at it and I feel like because today we did witches, it's witch themed and it's embarrassing to me because I feel like we, we just recorded an episode on witches, so, like, we should we should know our witch movies. I don't want to get exposed. But maybe you've already watched them and talked about them and I'm the one who's going to be. Okay, well, fingers crossed. Fool. Yeah. Let's do it. It could go either way. All right. Good. First one. That's why it's so nerve-wracking being in this room <laughs> with these two people. <laughs> like, as the as, – uh, as Crystal just said, uh, the theme is witches. Mm-hmm. So we have three synopses that are witchy. 
and witch related. And I'll start by giving you the the country of origin and the year that the films were made. I love that little touch that you yeah. did for. So the first Great. one, Denmark, 1997. Ooh. After re- relocating with his father to a sleepy coastal town, 16-year-old loner Joseph becomes enchanted by Ella, a mysterious girl who's obsessed with folklore and black magic. As their friendship blossoms, Ella introduces Joseph to the dark secrets of his new town, a place where an ancient evil once ruled and is ready to be awakened. Right, okay. I have no idea if that could be real or fake. Okay. Second one, USA, 1971. A warlock who's living off the grid under the streets of Los Angeles befriends a male prostitute who introduces him to an underworld of drug-fueled debauchery and satanic rituals. Here, the warlock meets Linda, daughter of the district attorney, who he seduces (laughs) using black magic. Together, they set off in a quest to find a spell which will enable them to become gods. I feel like that one's definitely true. I love yeah. that one. I think that one's based on a true story. Do you think that's based on Paul's life? <laughs> yeah. You never lived under the streets of Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah. thought everyone had. Yeah, I have. That's actually a lot like what it was like to live in LA. Very true to life. Um, okay, wait, where was that from? I mean, what? That was yeah, USA from 1971. Oh, okay. Right. So the next one's Mexico, 1986. Mexico City, 1965. Flavia, a wealthy but lonely schoolgirl, befriends her classmate Veronica, a young orphan girl who has a fascination with witchcraft. Veronica convinces Flavia that she is a real witch and forces her to become her assistant. What begins as a naive naive game spirals out of control as Veronica's hold over Flavia becomes more powerful and deadly. Wow, you really don't make it easy. That one sounds like Alucarda. Is it? Is it Alucarda? Um, Alucarda's. You said 1986, right? Yeah. So oh, that's 86. quite a bit later. So. Um, it's not that then, but. Fuck! I don't know. 1997 Denmark. What do you, do you think they were making? <laughs> Which movies? I don't know. Look, the only thing I know about 1990s Danish cinema is, you know, like Lars von Trier and, um, you know, that other man, Thomas Vinterberg. Um, So I don't know if there's kind of like a lot of witch movies coming out of Denmark in the 90s. There definitely is witch movies coming out of Denmark. We talked about one on the witch episode. So... Mm -hmm. um, Do you have any inkling? I... Ooh... Because I really want the second one to be yeah. real. And I think it is because it. I feel like Paul wouldn't put such an outlandish one in there and then two tame ones that are real. I feel like the second one's true. Right. And 71, like, that seems right. <laughs> <laughs> 71 but with queer themes. But, you know, horror's always been a lot more progressive yeah. than other genres. Um, what do you reckon? I think... Who can Paul, can you tell us the names of the two girls in the Mexican movie again? Flavia and Veronica. What do you think about those names? Well, I know someone who's South American who is called Flavia. 
And, and I know, know someone who's South American and they're called Veronica. So I reckon it must Dutch people called Joseph and Ella? Surely. Oh, Danish, sorry. I don't know any Danish people at all. So I don't know if that's even real. <laughs> <laughs> you think Paul's made up the name Ella? I think he's made up the country of Denmark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I reckon number cool. one's fake. Okay. For no real reason. No, I'm kind of inclined to go along with you because, I don't know, I just feel like if it was a Danish movie from the 90s, I probably would have come across yes. it at some point. So it's going to be embarrassing if that is the real one, I was, one of the real ones. I was five when this movie came out, and I feel like that was a prime which movie time for me. Like, Even if prob- it's from Denmark? Yeah, I feel like my dad would have, like, watched it or, like, maybe it'd be on SBS a few years later. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that's the made-up one. I'm not confident in my decision and I'm, again, like, really embarrassed. (laughs) Just really ashamed, deeply ashamed. Oh. I'm inclined to go for that one or the last one just because I don't think Paul's out here making up stories about the district attorney's daughter. (laughs) Or is he? Izzy, I don't know. Um, yeah, but the last one has such a tame witch, the craft kind of coming of age story that it could very easily be real. I don't see Paul making up the name Flavia. Okay, well, that settles it then. We're going to say the first one from Denmark is fake. You made that up. Okay, I'll give you all the titles. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one. It's called The Devils of Scargan. Holy shit. The second one, Simon, Simon, King of the Witches. Okay. And the third one, Poison for the Fairies, also known as Veneno para las Haras. Was that good pronunciation, Crystal? Oh, it was beautiful. Was it? <laughs> Excellent. And I'll tell you, the second one about the warlock is definitely real. Oh, good. Simon, King of the Witches. I unfortunately watched it. I wouldn't recommend anybody <gasps> to do the same. Oh, no. <laughs> the director's name's Bruce Kessler. And it's, yeah, a warlock who lives under the streets of Los Angeles in a storm drain, makes friends with a male prostitute, and then ends up... Seducing the district attorney's daughter in a satanic. It just sounds so good. I just don't understand in, how it in can theory, be. In theory, that's what I thought as well. But yeah, it doesn't quite uh, doesn't quite pull it off. Is it too procedural? Does it get too much into like the DA's work? No, it doesn't. Unfortunately, so it's not like a dirty Harry kind of. The, the DA does does not approve of the relationship. I can tell you that. DAs never <laughs> approve of anything. No, yeah, that's what I all I know about DAs. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Okay. So. The first one, uh, yes, that was a fake from yeah. Denmark, yeah. directed by Claire Hillstrom. The third one, yeah, um, Poison for the Fairies. It was a, a Mexican TV movie from 1986. Ah. Right. Um, yeah. It sounds like the typical witch movie of like two girls are friends, so it must be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might be lesbians. Um, have you seen that one? I haven't actually seen that one. Um, 
No, not yet. It's not that easy to find. It's not easy to find, but it sounded like, I just like the title, to be honest. Yeah. You know what? I love and appreciate how much research you do for this segment. Yeah. And I watched a couple of others that just didn't cut the... Oh, my God. I watched one <laughs> called Into the Forest that I was going to include, but it was basically the Blair Witch Project. Green oh. Like recently? Uh, I think 2009, something like that. It's, it's, not, it's not good. It's on, oh. it's on Tubi. Well, <laughs> shout out to Tubi. <laughs> it's a 50 50 shout out. There's Tubi. a lot of witches on Tubi. <laughs> so, why did you decide to go Danish 1997? It was originally going to be British, but um, yeah, I, I thought that would be too obvious. Mm-hmm. Too obvious. Exotic. More obvious than, yeah, it was going to mm-hmm. be in a Cornish village, but I thought, yeah, that's just too. Mm. I don't know if that would have made it more obvious. No, no, no. Denmark, Cornwall, <laughs> same place, really. At least Crystal can feel good now that you, you know, you proved that your yeah. knowledge of um, warlocks in Los Angeles is. Yeah, and I proved that Denmark is not a real yeah. place. Yeah, last one, Trim is making it up. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank I'll you. Do it again sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll not leave it so long next time, maybe. maybe. Yeah, we'll let you have a chance to confound <laughs> us. But this time, we are the bamboozlers, <laughs> and we won. And I'm really, really happy for us. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of all the spookies, and I'm not proud of Paul. But I am grateful. I'm proud of Paul. Okay. Just for yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sure. proud of him yeah. for other reasons, like um, his hat choices. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Paul loves a hat. Yeah. Um, what a great episode. Yeah. We loved every minute of it. <laughs> anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, go to at Spooky Bitch Gang on Instagram or, you know, the other things. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. Whatever. Yeah. And um, if you do want to watch Simon King of the Witches, it's 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 readily available. Where? On on the on the interweb oh. thing. Oh. Okay. We'll perhaps not offline. totally legally. <laughs> it, no, it's legal. I don't think anybody would bother doing it. <laughs> So no one's out there trying to collect no. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know. Um, everyone go watch Simon, King of the Witches. And thanks, Paul. And also send us your messages for Paul and we'll pass them along. Yeah. Like, do you think Paul has a, like an ASMR kind of voice? Definitely. I think so, yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. Well, that's it, Spookies. We will catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, Paul. Bye. Bye.